0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Scope. And now, here are your hosts, Jared, Adam, and Shane.
1: everybody welcome to the scope it's episode 299 it is almost an historic show guys we are one away and uh joining us remotely we've got adam and jared always always in the house hey guys
2: yes, yes indeed i got my fancy Hi. new camera setup going here why so fancy because uh, I want to, I want to play like the big boys. I want to pretend like I'm a Twitch streamer. So I got a, I got one of those uh, USB capture dongles, and I got my nice camera running into it HDMI cable. You know, I just want to look cool. Wow, I, I can't be as cool as Adam though. Adam living in a circle, although you, you can just, be. He's just you know, looking here. <laughs> spend a little bit of time. I like how we just get like his half dome at the bottom. That's fun. Again, <laughs> YouTube.com/scope show for these these sweet visuals. These these rad rectangle it's unbelievable
1: when will you get that big circle light jared the ring light yes i
2: don't know that i need it right now i got a couple i got a couple of uh wi-fi uh lights off to the left and right of me i think you need the ring light
1: i look like i'm in a bunker which i probably (laughs) am it's a very scary bunker um hey listen uh normally it's just the three of us today we've got a special guest he's been on the show a number of times but he hasn't been on in
0: a Years. long, long
1: time. Yeah, I'm sure that he's probably gone back and calculated it. Uh, I'm talking about music correspondent Al.
3: Do I keep yes. score? Yeah, I do keep you score. You do keep no. score.
1: No. No. Good <laughs> Al is here. no. Good to be Good to be back. He's surrounded by growlers in a suburban hideaway. Yeah, I saw him do a little shot just a second ago. Oh, we, nice. Yeah. We're, uh, is that we're water? Vodka? Celebrating Sunday.
4: Uh, a
3: little whiskey. Bourbon. Kind okay, no. of.
1: People who watch the show on YouTube will see that Jared and my hair just gets longer. Alan Adam's hair just gets shorter. We've got it. We've got it separated out on the screen. Yeah, it's it's, right. it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Well, yeah. I, uh,
2: I do have it on my list of things to do today, this week, to try to get a haircut. So
1: I have a haircut scheduled. So the next time you see me, I will look normal. Normal in normal. as normal as, as normal as I can look. All right. It's very look to that. Well, Al, thank you for being here. Um, You're going to chime in. We've got a segment. You've you've got a huge project you've been working on, I think, for about 14 years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're starting to come to the end of it. So we'll get into that. But uh, I think what we really need to start talking about is something that we hinted at on our last show, which was about two weeks ago. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Things in Minneapolis got crazy, but then it got really crazy in between the time we released the show and we recorded it. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, the night we were, we recorded it on a Wednesday night and it was, I mean, protests and, and riots were, were happening. And then like the next night, it just got insane. And then the whole weekend, it was insane. And, yeah. yeah,
1: So our, our quaint little show where we thought, you know, a little civil unrest turned into a massive thing that eventually swept the nation, swept the world. And it's still, it's still doing some sweeping. So mm-hmm. uh, so, Jared. Why don't you and Adam and Al, if you want to get in, summarize everything oh, that happened. You know, just I'm all about
3: hot takes. I'm all about the hot takes. So, <laughs> oh,
2: why don't you? You go ahead. And,
3: no, uh, thanks for, for bringing on for me on, on, on for, for a takes. nice light topic this week.
2: Hey, well, we got to talk about the world as it is, yeah. not the way we'd like it to be.
3: Right? Exactly. I mean, so, we can
2: talk about the way we'd like it to be.
1: Well, yeah, I guess we could, <laughs> but I don't think that's happening for a while. I mean. You mix in civil unrest, you, you mix in the fact that we're finally addressing racism realistically, and uh, we're starting to trying yeah. to I mean, who we'll knows see how it actually ends up? Who knows if that's going to stick, but right now, it's, uh, it's front and center. Coronavirus.
2: we're on the eve of our president giving us a probably a uniting speech about race in America. What could go wrong? Written by uh, someone who is certainly not at all a white supremacist, uh, Stephen Miller. So I'm sure it'll go great.
1: <laughs> Adam's disgusted. He's literally leaving the screen. Adam hasn't said a word. I'm, I'm a bit stunned by this. <laughs> I'm he's w- used... waiting
4: to be addressed. Adam, he's, he's, please.
1: Too,
2: he's too busy uh, calling out flight patterns trying to land planes. <laughs> <laughs> Air traffic control.
1: His flight load's way lower than it used to be, so he can oh. do both. That's, that's why he's here. So, Adam, you're the guy with the opinions. How did this last week feel to you? Um, how did it feel to me? How that's a really f- good question. Yeah. I didn't
4: know we were like, I thought this was a comedy show. I didn't yeah. know we like,
1: talked well, about it. Well, if you've been stuff. listening for the last 12 years, you know it's definitely not a lot of comedy.
4: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, not great. Um, yeah, not great. I guess that's <laughs> not the not best great. way to, to yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, caused a lot of uh discussion in my house about um you know how to be better allies right. and uh and stuff like that um and I have a friend who's the chief of police uh, in Mendota Heights and it's interesting oh. to get chief her... of police there's yeah. some perspective yep. we didn't know we were going to get yeah and um you know like I don't think that she would ever say uh, she would agree with the uh, you know ACAB acronym, but she's definitely on the the right side of uh, accountability right. um, with it all. Um, Does she feel like her uh, uh, force is overfunded? I yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Let's get probably, her on the show. I'm sure that I'm sure that this is the forum she would love to literally spill her guts on all of us. I'll go. I'll
3: go get her right now.
1: Al's on it. Go <laughs> get it, Al. You. Music correspondent yeah. and fixer. Uh, some the fixer.
4: south southeast metro some group that's you know like uh, all about civil justice in south southeast metro. They did a, a thing with with her and and some other um, I don't know uh, police groups in, in their area. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's on it's on YouTube or something. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's it's not it's not been great. Um, we are doing a family book club, uh where we are um listening to So You Wanna Talk About Race, the book. Right. Uh and uh and Mandy and I are, you know, kinda doing that, chatting about race.
1: Well there's so, I think I think there's no other podcast on planet Earth that's better equipped to talk about race than yeah. the scope. I look, mean, we hit look all four quadrants. Yeah. Right.
2: Just a just a big old rectangle of whiteness going on.
1: <laughs> and circles.
2: And circles, <laughs> circles, and within uh, rectangles,
1: right? Yeah.
2: He likes limitations.
1: So, so some of the the fallout that's that we're starting to see from uh, the protests is is how it reverberates. Uh,
4: please, the Antifa
1: backed protests. It's, thank you very much. I mean, let's clarify: is I mean, you're starting to see uh, not only repercussions in in everyday society, but Hollywood's responding. You know, people who have tweeted. Things that are questionable to downright racist are literally getting the axe. Um, what? The, like they're like chopping them into pieces. What's going on? We're, we're almost <laughs> to that point. They're putting them in the, the guillotine of of unemployment. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's interesting because I was right before we uh, started recording. I was thinking about Roseanne Barr and how a year ago, you know, she was sort of this outlier with some of you know she was like the first or one of the first people to to get hammered. And eventually, lose her job and her, her wait, career. Wait, wait, wait. That wasn't five years ago. No, it was like a year ago, <laughs> oh, a year and a half ago. God,
4: and so much has happened. Well, wait, it was before the the Connors were on the air. So no, it was there. I just was there. It was there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you no, know, I legitimately am trying to remember how long ago. Maybe it was, was two like.
1: years ago. I don't. I mean, but, yeah. but but it was a while ago. It Wasn't now, that long ago? Yeah. Yeah. And now we th- now you think about how, you know, there was controversy behind that. But now it is I think that there's really nowhere to hide for people that that have used social media and other platforms to put out their opinions. I mean it it's coming for you. And I guess the question is, you know, is that the new norm or, or will there be pushback from from the right or from people that don't think it's fair or the combination of the two? I I don't know. I, I feel like it's I mean good- you're
2: already seeing pushback from the right, of course.
1: Yeah. Sorry, just I don't know. Taking notes.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, they're they're pushing back. They're part of the part of the problem. I don't want to say problem, but one of the marketing challenges of this movement is the whole defund the police sure. movement. It's it's a tough phrase from a from a PR standpoint. I get the meaning. I understand what they're what they're trying to accomplish, um, but it definitely triggers people in a way that makes them think that that means they're just going to get rid of the police force entirely. And, and maybe in some cases that's warranted. I mean, we don't know yet. I mean, there are some communities out there that probably don't even need police. They can handle it themselves or they can handle it through uh, other sorts of social services. Um, but there, there's just a, a marketing problem with that phrase. It's too easy to attack from the right. So I, I, don't, I don't know how you solve that. I mean, I think it, that phrase is pretty much it's that horse has left the barn. And I think that people are running with it. And there is a certain segment of people who are, uh, are like, fuck you. I'm definitely about this. I don't care about the PR spin. You're just going to have to deal with me. And that's fair. I mean, yeah. if that's the stance you want to take, then understand the challenges you're up against.
3: I think it's too tricky from a terminology standpoint, from the right to attack. And I also think it's too, trying to think of the best word, it's too difficult for, for lack of a better word, for the idiots to understand the people who right. aren't going to put in the time to understand Correct. what defund the police means. And, and I think and that's that only is... going to make, I don't, I don't I think we're going to lose our allies. I think it's going to only have more combatants.
1: No, no major uh, democratic officials or politicians who are at the top of the food chain, so i 'm looking at Biden and, and Pelosi. no one will will come out in support of that terminology um, you know that phrase they, they may say yeah the police police need an over an over they have overreach and they need to be completely uh, reimagined, but you will not hear defund the police I support it from." From key democratic figures, Won't well, happen. the mayor no.
3: the mayor wouldn't even yeah say it. So,
2: and he's
1: and he
3: sta- I mean, seems to be an the, ally.
2: They will Let's stand. talk about that mayor. I I don't know about that mayor, Minneapolis. What did you do? I, I just, just he was he was a rough one to watch during this whole crisis when it was going down. Like a little green seemed to know. Well, he was a little green. He just didn't seem to like be up to the challenge. Um, you know, our, the governor was stressed at times, but I still think he kind of weathered it and uh, kept himself in check and was was more about getting out good information and trying to uh, you know calm people whose nerves were completely frayed. Um, the mayor of Minneapolis didn't have anything to say that was useful until maybe three or four days in. And then he started to sort of moderate and figure out how to communicate better. But that it was, it was rough for a few days there.
1: It's a very difficult situation to be in. I'm not making excuses for anyone, but when your city large metro population is in a state which you really couldn't imagine you might plan for it to a certain degree but to really see that come to fruition i think that would be hard for anyone um a young a young buck like that Mm -hmm. uh it may be out of his depth yeah maybe a little uh, more difficult but
4: well, and someone who's like in all likelihood using the mayor of Minneapolis as a stepping stone or wanted to, who knows, <laughs> who knows what his odds what are. Did, of? Uh, what did he want to go now? on
1: to like Senate type stuff?
4: I mean, I think uh, people have been jokingly referring to him as Karketty, um for a long time <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. because a, he kind of looks like him um and he yeah he's he's an he's an out-of-towner right he has lived here for the last whatever 10 years but he's from where i'm from
1: um well that's a big strike
4: yeah exactly he's also he's one of my people and i think he graduated the same year i graduated so it may it could have been me i could be the mayor
1: right now (laughs) instead you sunk all your effort into podcasting and x-wing miniatures
2: yeah. Can't, yeah. yeah, Don't I? I just think like, there was a big contrast to be drawn between him and uh, the mayor of St. Paul, Melvin Carter, who was yeah. just much more composed and, and a much better communicator throughout the. the and I mean, of this then you look at process. all
4: the other the other cities that are having issues. Like the mayor of Atlanta, uh, you know, handled it incredibly well. Um, I mean, I think you could probably look at it and see uh, a mayor lot Blasio, of Mayor Blasio,
2: not so much. <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: You could probably point to a lot of um, black leaders, political leaders. Handling it, um, you know, really well. Uh, also, it's you know a situation that's been you know on top of their mind for a long, long time. So having the opportunity and venue to actually speak to it um, is good and important. I mean, I've been amazed. Like we talk about, yeah, the I agree. The terminology "defund the police" is not great, and just like with anything else, someone will probably come up with a better spin on it that hopefully is worthwhile. Um, but you're gonna you know. have to repaint the streets, though. <laughs> yeah, DC is fine. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the other nice thing about this, even though this probably won't really trigger it, is there's been a lot of renewed talk about statehood for DC um, with all this. So that would be that would be fun. I mean, if, you know, if if uh, Trump does win another term. We have four more years of trolling him by painting uh, phrases on um, streets in DC. Which should be
1: exciting. Great. I don't know I mean, what else that's, we have. To that's live a hell for of at a consolation, point. Adam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's which way do we want to go? Well, here is the one thing about the defund the police thing is is that it's not like the police are doing anything right now to make large groups of people question that you know what i mean i mean it's like you're still seeing this violence you're still seeing the the whining of how they're being treated but yet they go and they they continue to do the same things that that started this whole thing off in the first place yeah, so their behavior i mean it's is completely validating the arguments right. that people are making i mean you can't they can't hide from it so you know at the very least most sane people look at this and say it cannot go on the way that it does it can't, and and obviously it'll be politicized and and what have you. But as both of you have said, the ship has left har- the harbor, the dock, and headed out to sea. And there is, I don't know how you put that one back. I don't know. Well, and, they, and we're splitting, they...
3: we're splitting hairs too about semantics and terminology, and the people that are pro blue are going to. They're not going to like any plan, regardless of what you say and what you no. Call that's it, true. What yeah, you, so, how you b- bring it about? So
2: yeah, that's true. I mean, it doesn't. It, you could find the most perfect term to describe what you want to do, and they'll never. It doesn't matter. They'll support it. They won't support it, and they'll attack it. No matter. I what. mean, so, we've had I we've guess,
3: had a president speak eloquently for four years, and now one who can't speak at all, and so it doesn't matter lives. how you package it. <laughs> He's He's pres-
1: he, has,
2: a, he, he has the best words.
1: A president <laughs> that up till in... This day, which is we're recording on a Tuesday, has still yet to address the country over any of this and really hasn't even done a proper job of addressing coronavirus. I mean, I. Oh, no, he's done with that. But I'm That's just. Over. But I mean, just think about that. Think about the, the, the national crisis that we are existing in. And you have a president that literally does not talk about it in any no, sort of formal in way. I can't, about- I can't believe it.
2: He's more it's, interested in hiring pollsters to tell him how the polls are skewed against him.
1: I, feel, I think it's great that he does that. <laughs> because if he wants to create his own ra- reality, better for everybody else. Sure. Uh, so, so one other thing that came out of this as we were talking about celebrity for, before was uh, the comments and concerns of one of our favorite quarterbacks, of one of our favorite teams. Of course, I'm talking the NFL's Drew Brees. Thought we would actually hear that Fantastic music And I barely hear it now Jared hears it great, that's okay <laughs> I, I potted it down, I love it So yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be interesting Everybody here in the room uh, knows sports We love sports Al, not as big a football fan As the rest of us, but He can talk, he can talk So so back talk. A couple I've days carried, ago I've carried I've the pig
3: skin in my days I've carried the, the pig
1: skin <laughs> He's also played football Um, Back on June 2nd, Drew Brees um, had an interview with Yahoo Finance, and he had a lot to say about people disrespecting the flag. Um, He talked a lot about how uh, when the national anthem. uh, Let me just read this quote. So let me just tell tell what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the flags of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps both risking their lives to protect our country and try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, that brings me to tears. Not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s, all that's been endured by so many people up to this point. And, everything right with our, and is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart, it, it, is show, it shows unity. It shows that we are all together, we can do better, and that we are part of the solution. So the problem is, is that he, Breeze also talked about this back in August of 2016, which was right around um, you know, directly addressing Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling, the kneeling issue. Uh, He said, in 2016, almost the exact same thing. He says, it doesn't matter who the player is. If it happened to be Colin Kaepernick, it could have been anybody. It could have been a white player and an African-American player, someone of any any race, of any color. It could have been my issue. It happened to be injustices against African-Americans. It could have been any issue. It could have been health care, who's running for president. The thing I disagreed with, that there's a person who's disrespecting the flag of the United States, to make that point. So it's not that I disagreed with the protests. In fact, I agree. It's very valid, his reasoning. What I disagreed with was the method by which he chose to protest, which is to sit down and disrespect the flag of the United States of America. End of discussion. So I don't know what to make of this. When when he first talked about this, or the the second time, in regards to uh, the Minneapolis protests, I was pretty angry about it. And uh, it got a little worse in the following days because because he released a, a statement just that that same day on June the next day on June third, where he said, "I love and respect my teammates, and I stand right there with them in regards to fighting for racial equality. I also stand with my grandfathers who risked their lives for this country and countless other military men and women who do it on a daily basis." Uh, the problem is is that then all of his teammates push back. He had he had pushback from LeBron James about him being a bit tone deaf about what it means to disrespect something to kneel for something and what the actual cause was, you know, it was never about military men. It was never about being disrespectful to the country. It was making a statement about how black people in America, minorities in America are treated. And Colin Kaepernick was making a stand. So, um, drew did a couple of very public apologies, both sort of uh, escalating his feelings uh, day by day. And my initial thought was, like, you know, he says something four years ago. He comes back and says essentially the same exact thing. And a day later, he figures it all out. Is that valid? Is it fair? Um, do people deserve that? Or Or... Do we have to raise an, raise an eyebrow and say, he's saying this because, because he feels like he has to? I don't know. Right now, I'm a bit... He's, I have-
2: he's doing damage control. So the problem with this, this is the crux of the matter, is that those in the majority, those in a position of power, will always critique the method of protest. It doesn't matter. You could, there's no way you can protest perfectly for people who want to tone police the protests. It just doesn't matter. So you do what you got to do, all right? You do whatever you got to do to start the conversation, to get people talking. People are going to push back, but, you know, whatever you choose to do is completely valid because nobody got results by being polite and doing things
1: the right way. Done. Show's over. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, so, you're so, right. I mean, he's doing what he has to do to... Uh, to fix whatever relationships he needs to have in order to play football and, and be successful. Uh, oh, right. Whether and or not he actually believes what he's saying, I have no idea. Right. And but no one's he's one will, doing right? the damage control that he needs to do in order to get his team to support him. So they don't just like let the defenders come in and destroy him on, on game day.
3: It's the smallest start. I mean, if he doesn't say anything, it's, he's going backward. So it's the smallest start, yeah. but it's not. He still has a lot of work to do. Right whether it's damage con- considered damage control or actually like I said but people need to start doing it with actions and not just with words anymore.
2: Yeah. So we'll see we'll see in the long term if he changes his behavior, if his words change, if he actually is repentant and and is doing the work to, you know, support the community and do, and do stuff to show can, action and show support.
3: Can or will he ever accept a teammate kneeling then? I mean did did he come out and say that in any of his uh
2: No. statements? No, Because it's going to happen. 100% right. mm-hmm. it's going to happen. This, Somebody on his team will take a knee to test him. And they're going to kneel right by him.
3: They're going to yeah. literally go right by him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the proof will be w- how he reacts when this actually happens. You know? I mean, maybe he takes a knee. Who's to say? Uh, right, I mean, the stuff.
4: thing is... Should we uh, put money on that? Put out, out some mods?
1: That's,
3: let's
4: let <laughs> no one, this, let's no one let this will remember a little bit no one will remember or pay attention because uh the baby in the white house will be tweeting nonstop stop about it when it's happening and that's all we'll be able to hear about that is true he's going to have an awful lot of cover from
2: no kneeling well yes.
1: here's the here's the thing though uh trump chimed in you know just a few days after this and essentially what he said was no kneeling in all caps, uh, you know, amongst another, you know, flowery language about how you need to respect respect the flag and the national anthem. And Breeze actually responded, and he took a side. He said, it's not about the American flag. It, it never has been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. We did it back in 2017, and regretfully, I brought it back with my comments this week. We must stop, t- we must stop talking about the flag. The flag, oh, the flag, oh, and shift oh, our whoa, attention. Jane. Yep, there Jane, we go. And
2: it's Pride Month too. Come
1: on, J.K. rallying over here, right? I know. Eesh.
3: When are the new host auditions? I just. <laughs> so, why <laughs> do you
1: Obviously, think you are here right now? Shane, you are
2: canceled. Uh, <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> so, attention to the real issues of sy- systemic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial and prison reform. We are at a critical juncture in our nation's history. If not now, then when? So, I mean, I. He's saying a lot of the right things. Yeah, um, those are good words. Right. And um, you know, part of part of how this all played out with Breeze was, you know, they had a they had a closed-off uh team meeting where, of all people, Shaquille O'Neal was actually the guest speaker in that meeting. And they it ended up sort of turning into, by all reports, a circle the wagons meeting where, you know, people sort of said what they did, but then it was ab- then it was sort of about you know, you can't listen to the media and the media is going to tear you, tear us apart if you do. And it's it, I mean, it just reminded me of like uh, the Jordan documentary you know, and how Jordan always had an excuse or always had a motivation to to be about winning in the team and, you know, mm-hmm. make somebody else the bad guy. And that's sort of what I see here. I mean, this is just a common refrain in football and any and any sport, really, you know, you've got to. You got to be a team and bring it together. I just, I, I guess, I questioned a little bit making this whole concept of the words that Drew Brees said, and then he said them again, doubled down on them, and then only after being called out by his teammates and other players and other people in the NFL, he finally he 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 figured it out. Um, and like Al said, you know, he what he did was the bare minimum that he could in that moment. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are doing that. I mean, but, I think we're all having these conversations it, out loud. You know, these Hollywood people are are, are making these changes when they, knew, you know, they knew about a lot of these people's behavior. It, it was not a surprise. And so, you know, people are getting fired only now after there's nowhere to hide. And Drew Brees is sort of in the middle of that crossfire. Um, so I guess, I don't know. You know, is I, it? Go ahead, Adam. Sir. I think.
3: Oh, I was going I think Al, it's sorry. Very- I think it's very interesting because um pro athletes and teams probably similar to police forces they they don't ever they don't ever attack teammates
1: no I mean you you'll
3: you'll hear them attack a player who did something from another team or they'll comment about it but for the most part they have each other's backs i mean it's right. it's never some guys have done some heinous things and guy the company line usually is well he's our brother he's our teammate. And we will support him. So for this to happen is kind of unprecedented. And um, I was watching Daily Show today with Trevor Noah and probably last night's, but um, he had Anquan Bolden on and he said probably because of the coronavirus happening with the um, whole George Floyd thing is people don't have other distractions right now. If we had, you know, play basketball, hockey playoffs, and I'm paraphrasing him. Um, mm-hmm. Or baseball season going on, or free agency in football, this could have just happened, and we it would still people would still be talking about it. But right now, this is in the forefront because of COVID and everything basically being shut down. So people are kind of forced to talk about this.
2: Yeah, and people have time to protest because people are out of work and stuff too. So it's yep. we're in a particular moment in time where. The, all of the different factors in our world have combined to to give us this moment where change may actually happen. I'm willing to give Drew Brees a chance because it sounds like, you know, quite often when somebody does says something like this, you know, they get a little bit of pushback, but then everything sort of goes back to normal, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's getting a lot of pushback and he, like I said, did the bare minimum, but then they kept pushing and now he realizes, oh, wait, no, right. this is different. I really do need to change my behavior. I need to acknowledge what has happened and what I need to do to change things. So is he out of the league and he's not
3: a quarterback though? I mean that's if you're if you're just a somebody and not a or if you're a nobody and not a somebody, you might be you might just be done with.
1: Yeah, they just cut you.
2: Yeah, I, I think a lot of people though are gonna have to we're gonna have to give people a chance. For sure. Because because you know it is different and people need time to sort of get to that. Not too much time obviously, because we're we're moving fast and furious here. And we we're we're here out to change the world, but um, people are their initial instinct is to do whatever they've done before when they've been gotten pushed back on their behavior, Um, and they need to be reassured that hey, me too. I'm probably guilty of the same thing. You're definitely Um, guilty of it. Need to be like, no, no. You need to take corrective action. This is not okay.
1: Um, So privilege and just. You know, having having the world sort of set up for you and not other people is a hard thing to to realize and to admit to, um, because it sort of shatters all of the illusions that you have of equality. And I think that's what Drew Brees bumped into right away. You know well, you 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 need to you need to celebrate and and revere the country like I do, and uh, if you don't there's something wrong with you i mean that's that's really his position and now you got to be able to step back and say listen you know there's a lot of people out there that don't have the same benefits of you never never have had it you know it's fantastic that you had family members that that fought in wars but there are many black people out there that did the same thing and they were treated like shit when they when they did it then you know so you know don't give me this line about oh everybody needs to treat symbology the same because it's garbage. Yeah. And it garbage. Shame to everything. And, reme- mean.
3: and remember, his privilege is not just being white. It's a professional athlete, quarterback, yep. center of the center of his own universe since probably right. about age sixteen, and no one yeah. telling him, "No, you're wrong."
1: And and listen, I have read many things about Drew Brees doing a lot of great stuff for the city of New Orleans. Uh, so it's not like he's just some a hole that that doesn't care about his community. He's, he's had a lot of action there, but I mean, oh. even with that, you still have to understand how your words impact, um, the people around you, especially in a city that has a, uh, a high percentage of people of color that, you know, look up to him and he's a huge symbol of positivity for them and for the entire city. So let's, let's get it, get it together, dude. Action's not hey. words.
4: Spike Lee is willing willing to give him another chance. So Yeah, and so I is guess.
1: so am I. And so is uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley says it's overblown. Overblown. Guys, I think we solved racism. Today. We did. You know, we're pretty good. We're pretty good <laughs> for a pretty good crew. So now that we've got that out of the way, um, why don't we take a quick break right. and we're going to be back with uh, one of Al's most important undertakings of his life. His legacy, you might say. Look at him. Look at him. He's got the Justin Bieber heart. Uh, So let's take a quick break. We'll be back with episode 299 with Jared, Adam, and Al right after this.
0: What about Shane?
2: Not me. Hey, everybody. You enjoying the show so far? I know we've talked about some very serious stuff, but guess what? It's not all serious. There are some fun and games to happen in the future. But if you don't support the show, it's not going to keep happening. So make sure you head over to patreon.com slash the scope show where you can pledge as little as a dollar an episode you can set a monthly cap you can cancel anytime but please get over there help support creator uh, owned content because you know we got bills to pay we've got bandwidth to uh host we've now we're paying for zoom we're paying for zoom because we need these uh long recording sessions
1: so, adam's gotta buy a trapezoid shape yeah. to put <laughs> his face in next week that costs money dude. that costs, money, dude. Free, folks. That costs a lot of free. money
2: so yeah patreon.com slash the scope show for more information
1: everybody, we are back episode 299 of the scope we're getting deep into music radio type ba- radio type oh, voices yeah. jared adam hey yeah. welcome
2: to shiner and the ween
1: <laughs> jared's the ween always <laughs> a big ween to you we've got al not in studio via satellite i don't even know But he's he's here. Might be a
2: satellite involved.
1: He's 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 back in back in the scope circle after many years. Adam is also in the scope circle. Hmm. Absolutely in that circle.
2: I'm in the squared circle.
1: You absolutely are. And oh yeah. And Al, I've been excited to put this out there. (laughs) You and I have been talking about your giant project. You've been talking. You've probably talked to everybody here on the scope about it at at one point or another. Um, For people that don't know Al, he likes music. He likes lists. He likes listing music. He likes ordering Organi- music. Order, organizing
3: it. Organizing it.
1: He organizing likes reviewing it. it. He likes talking about it. So this project is right up his alley. And uh, what he is doing is reviewing every album on the Rolling Stone top five, 500 albums of all time. And uh, publishing his reviews for the entire world to see via Twitter
3: a review is a very strong word though when I'm using just one tweet I, it's more, it is, of, just, it's, it's it's more of a, a rating it's more of a rating with a comment but uh, you're on my show
1: now buddy you are in my world
2: look there's a preview there's the review and then there's some commentary there's I guess. multiple tweets involved defund, reorganize,
3: Def- reform defund with, Al's
1: like, <laughs> massive music missive defund it Yeah. the AMF or refund, it. refund it Refund. <laughs> So Al's wanted to come on this show for a while to talk about his process, talk about some specific albums, uh, how he does things, how it feels, and I'm really excited to get him get him on here and, and sort of dig into his brain yeah. about about everything about this list because I, th- I don't think it's something that I would ever want to do, although the idea of it is fantastic. The execution of it seems insane to me.
3: Well, you mentioned five reasons why I want to do this, and the sixth one I wanted reason why I like to do it is I like to – hear people talk about it and give me their comments on it. So I'm glad uh I'm glad we waited till like almost it's all over by the time right. I'm almost done so we can, so, uh, so there's we can one, thing,
1: one thing I want to say. Uh so how many albums have you pu- have you reviewed so far publicly? Like what um, what number are you up to, right? I
3: believe publicly. today was forty two. So as of Tuesday, yeah.
1: So I feel like it's okay for us to talk about albums forty one to one. I mean it's not like this is a uh, surprise.
3: You can. I haven't really listened yeah, to all them. Yeah, I'm not going. But not I'm gonna just s- saying. But yeah, yeah. We- I
1: mean, I, I we we don't necessarily need to to get a review. But if we do talk about some of those uh, albums at the top of the list, I don't think it's going to hurt anybody's feelings. It's not like spoilers oh. are plenty. Even though I haven't been, I did not look ahead at the list. I was kind of enjoying watching uh, your tweets. And,
3: and honestly, and I don't I don't look too far into the list. So like, I good. I have a rough idea of probably what's on there.
1: Good. But, well, then, we'll... you know, if if we happen to to graze that list graze the side of it we'll we'll get into it otherwise we'll just sort of talk about everything else that you've done so first of all where did the idea come from to do this and how long ago was it you
3: know what i think i started i think i actually started this eight years ago and only went about 30 or 40 deep and just stopped so then i but then i think i've been on this now for two years so because what I don't, was the, I don't what was the th-
1: process? What was the process eight years ago? I mean, what were you doing? Were you just like taking um, notes at home, or how how was that working?
3: Maybe I, maybe too, I just once I got Spotify and I had a little more easier way to to actually listen to them because I think the first time I tried to do it, I either tried to have the albums or maybe listen to listen via YouTube or another way that just was wasn't as easy to do. But uh, the process really is I I try to listen to every album. Any album that I've never heard before, I do listen to it three times. Wow! And wow. unless, and then, if it's a box set or something that's past two and a half hours, I I give it one listen and maybe a track by track cruise through for a second time. But I, I probably give about two or three hours, maybe a car car ride or two home, um, and then maybe an album listen. While I'm going to bed. As Shane likes to joke about my wife, she goes to bed at like 5:30, so um, I do have time to listen to music
2: uh, right after senior supper. Evening. Hit the sack, yeah.
1: So she gets to yeah. Perkin, Perkins at 4 p.m., gets her potato pancakes, yeah. and goes home mm-hmm. and goes to bed.
2: Yeah.
3: So yeah, I just I keep a little log on on a uh, Google sheet, and uh, like I said, I, I basically have em- anything I've put. Put out on uh, YouTube or on uh, Twitter. I've probably still all have it on this on this log. So,
1: so you you review an album. It's a four star scale, much like the scope scale.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Are you proud four of that? is perfect. Four is perfect. Perfect. I've album. had
3: people ask me why I don't use five. It's and what amazing that is a, everyone uses five because uh, because I'm doing four. I don't know. <laughs>
4: Because <laughs>
2: you love search. what is, search. What is Rolling does
4: Rolling Stone use four for for no, music? Or they, they're they five. five. They're five yeah. stars. Okay. So but you, essentially,
3: they're four. It's like they're four, but with an extra credit, four and a half or five, two or three yeah. times a year. I'm sure. But um,
1: so do you feel like? I mean, you've you've been in this for a couple of years now. Is is do you have any sense of fatigue or obligation as you're doing this, or is it is it always enjoyable?
3: I take break. I mean, I take breaks after. I, I think I usually roll down like 25 and then I stop. I think at first I was so in, I was probably 50, 60, 70 before I, I slowed down. Um, and then this last few, I do, I've been kind of going 10 at a time and I'm going to take small break. Cause again, if it's not fun or if it's, if I'm, if it's feeling like a chore, um, I wouldn't be doing this. Cause, uh, like I said, a few years ago, I was just, I think you and I, I think we met and chatted for, it was probably four or five years ago. And I was like, do I want to start a podcast or do I want to do something related to music? And as much as, as much as, you know, I love a good idea, I'm not a very good at executing something. So I had to find a way to do something like this that was still doable for me and having an everyday job. And um, if anything, I I feel like this has turned into like maybe the greatest like class I've ever taken in my life. Like this is, it's like a self self self-guided, Tour or class of of his, of music history so
2: that's kind and of should I, just keep i'm doing it for getting me. better and better as you progress through the list they, ideally if, they, if they've they do i have had yeah. i mean i have.
3: you have good albums uh toward the 500 still great albums you have clunkers there but i, I do notice the consistency of getting a, an album that i really like um just happens way more often now than at the beginning of the list
1: um so are in terms of the albums that are on the list are there does Rolling Stone have any ground rules or or specific formats that are on it I mean does it does it do the albums span all types of music do you see I mean probably um, not heavy on country I mean it tends to be more rock
3: any country would be old country
1: Yeah like no Kenny Chesney on this like Loretta Lynn hmm? and stuff right. like that
3: when Johnny, did the list Johnny come cash. out? My um, the, the reason I actually have to finish is um, the list I'm using is 2012, and that was adjusted from an original t- 2004, and I believe, I'm obviously, eight-year cycle, Some uh, someone actually tweeted at me and said, uh, you better get this done before the <laughs> 2021 comes out. And I, Could be a new list, yeah. I think I took notice, but I think from 2004 to 2012, I don't think – a new song even cracked like into the top 150 or so. They, so again, so Shane, we we have little discussions just about music. And anytime there's a list and how, you know, everything that came out in 1969 is way better than anything else that's ever been put out in the world. So
2: yeah, we're done. The, the best music has mid made already. Yeah, <laughs>
3: stop trying. So, so
1: so how are you going to handle that that list? Are you going to do an addendum where, um, maybe you you Use some of the same tweets. You when you start from five hundred, and you just re you just put it out. And if there's a new album, you listen to it and insert it. In I there.
3: I would venture to guess there isn't going to be more than ten albums from twenty twelve to now on this list. Yeah. I just you're going to have
1: to do something with that.
3: There's there's so, there's what would be the opposite of recency bias. Um, what would you call it? Um,
1: Legacy bias.
3: Legacy bias. Uh, that's a good, I don't know. That's a good word but this list has flaws
1: so so one of the things that you you will mention in private to me and i think also uh in your tweets is the the issue of compilations which i agree with you a million percent so give me give me your take on that and, and and what rolling stone does and why are they doing that
3: well i don't know like right now i'm I'm a little bit, I mean, I'm a little, I'm always a little bit ahead. I'm like, I think I'm like 39 or 38 I'm listening to Muddy Waters anthology. And it just kind of frustrates me because it's like anybody's best 50 songs from, or even best 20 songs from a 20 year span should be better than, should be better than one artist's right. output. Like in my opinion, it should just be an LP you know this is music that create that I created at one moment of my life or one a moment in time and decided to put it out so uh, I think there, are out of five hundred I bet you there's close to thirty um compilations of some sort or greatest hits or even soundtracks i I never know what to think of if a soundtrack should be on, and some of them are very important. Mm-hmm.
1: But, so do you, th- do you think that the, the, the compilations are, are on this list solely because if you were to have a single album from some of these artists, it maybe doesn't make the list because it's not strong enough?
3: Yeah, and I think of some, even like, if you go way back, I'm trying to think, maybe it was like Hank Williams or, you know, they didn't have albums back. Sure. Like, yeah, they didn't they put out really albums, singles. they were just singles. So I, I think they're trying to do their best to honor everybody. That was important but uh, just for a consistency thing, I don't, I don't know if it really works or it's, it's kind of apples and oranges or it's an apple versus a bucket of oranges.
1: We really should have got a Rolling Stone editor as a guest and just put the screws to him right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think you're compromising your list a little bit when you're trying to just like, uh, you know, this artist we think needs to be included and the only way that they make the cut is if, uh, we do their greatest hits album. Uh, I don't, I mean, this is a list of albums. If, if the, that artist can be fully acknowledged as a great artist and, you know, somebody, someone uh, people listen to still and, and you can acknowledge their artistic uh, uh, contribution to the world of music. But when we're doing a list of 500 best albums, they really should be I, albums. I would, Not I, I would even argue. And released as a, as a certain, as, as a unit for sale. Yeah, I would even argue using the term greatest
3: is, I don't know how accurate that is. And sometimes I think they're just putting on most important or, you know, yeah. notable, 500 notable albums. Um, yeah,
2: you may have an album on there from an artist that is obviously someone that you think would be in the in the list of top artists of all time. But that album may not be killer from front to back, but there definitely are some killer hits on
1: there. Right.
2: Well, Why is my flash trying to update right now? <laughs> what terrible timing? Go
1: away. <laughs> oh no, um, the show is over.
2: Fine. I killed it. Like just of all things oh, no, screaming it. into twenty twenty with a flash update. Good grief.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Oh man. So so Al, let me let's let's get into the meat of this. Jared, you might want to pull up Spotify, just if we want to do a little background music on this. I think that's the time. Okay. Uh but I'll have to mute
2: it for YouTube, but
1: yeah. Y- yeah oh that's right it will, will it catch us if uh we're talking I can, over it? it's it's a discreet i'll cut it
2: out for the youtube that's fine okay. this is part of my reason sorry youtube not, audience you're not going to get the songs imagine yeah. them in your head
3: this is the part of the reason why i didn't want to do a podcast eventually was like <laughs> yeah it just it's not is it really fun it's really hard to do a, a music review or any type of yeah. music podcast about music uh we can't i'll be uh anthony
1: fantano or some of those guys. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's in the realm of fair use, but go ahead mm-hmm. and try to argue fair use with YouTube.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's rough. So, so Al, let's get into the meat. Uh, sure. Of the 450 albums you've reviewed so far, what what's the best musical discovery out of out of that? Give me some. Give me some albums and, and stuff that you heard, and you're like, wow, I'm really surprised that uh, I haven't heard this before, and how much I love this.
3: Um as much as I've had like music discoveries, I've actually found artists that I didn't realize I liked as much as I did. Um, well, but I'll start just, with one. You
2: just affirm. you just affirmed your good taste. Well, I,
3: I knew I liked Paul <laughs> Simon and I thought I, in my head, I was like, I like Paul Simon. And then every album I listen to, whether him or him and Garfunkel, I'm like, these are, these are all brilliant. Like, so I'm like, kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes he, even in just in regular, you know, Contemporary artists, you're, you get to their fifth album, and you're like, oh yeah, I really like these guys, and you weren't like Gaga over them. Um, I used to have a thing about not liking. Um, I don't even per- like them so much right oh, now.
1: Jim.
3: Yeah, no. Um,
1: That's his favorite, by the way. No, one not of, really. One
3: of them. I really did. I had a disdain for Tom Waits most of my life, wow. and then. I found you know his earlier album, The Heart of Saturday Night, uh from like the early to mid seventies. I was like, oh, he's a brilliant songwriter and his voice obviously is not the gravelly contraption that it is right now, I guess. So mm, right. um but yeah, I don't know. Um I really like uh I really like Ste I found out I really loved Stevie Wonder. Like I I uh, I don't know, I just this is one of the artists that just seemed to really I really started gravitating to and I I listened to I was kinda on CD wonder for like three or four or five years ago I started listening to some of his music, but then going through this again I was like, um I just I can't get enough of it.
1: He pops so. up he pops up at two, two, 285 for Music On My Mind. Yes. That was Ninety talking book. Mm-hmm. You like that one? Almost I don't, perfect I don't think
3: I've given him anything. Probably lower than
1: three and three and quarters. Half, Songs in the I Key think. of Life. One of his most yeah. classic albums. Mm-hmm. 57. And then uh, he's coming up with one more music of my mind.
4: Yeah. Al, if you found out that Stevie Wonder was not actually blind... Would that changed your mind. People are still saying that. Kind of have like you a, heard. There are Stevie Wonder truthers that? out there. Oh yeah. Kind like, of a, uh, a, a, really?
3: a visual, visually Manili. Kind of yeah, like a million yeah. Million, visual,
1: million, visual Manili. Look at that. There's an old. Uh, I'll an be old writing Deadspin. that down. <laughs> wow.
4: There's an old Deadspin article uh, where they kind of tongue in cheek talk about uh, Stevie Wonder trutherisms, um, and there's a time where. I think on MTV, uh, Paul McCartney, like, uh, there's, I don't know, some super group thing. Oh, there we go. Anyways, Paul McCartney, like, accidentally hits uh, a microphone stand over, and Stevie Wonder catches them. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we need to find that video. Oh, of yeah. The Jedi.
3: Well, the porcel- I, the I don't think that changes my rating. I just, I actually, I like to think I listen very singularly, and I try not to even, you know,. I mean, I, I do like to Wikipedia it up, and after I listen to it once, I like to see what is said about it. But I don't, I am, um, my, my rating truly is, in, a, in some type of semblance, is how, how much do I want to listen to this again? It's kind of, you know, if it's four stars, I, I can, you can put it on whenever you want, and I'm fine with it. So, and that's why maybe some of those box sets. They are great songs, but guess what? It's not four stars for me. I don't want to listen. I don't want to put it on and listen to the whole thing. That's that's part is, of the... and that's my, Maybe it's my problem and my impatience, but I don't want to listen to that that long. Is,
1: long. is the historic significance of the album uh, something you take into account, or is it literally just the music?
3: I just... Do I want to hear? I, I try to keep it as simple as possible. How much am I enjoying listening to this? I mean, it's... I hate to make it that simple, but... Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate reading the historical parts of it. That's half the fun—is listening and uh, getting information about it. And again, just kind of learning while I'm listening.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's quite an endeavor. So, answer me this: uh, what uh, what artists are higher on this list than you expected? Anyone, you're like, huh, man, they went they went higher.
3: I don't know. I, I, that's a tough one because I, there's probably, there's probably more of them that I thought I liked more. But maybe the other way, or maybe just some artists fall out of favor a little bit. Like, sure. As a young twenty-something, I love the White Stripes, and now it's kind of, yeah, it's still really good, but it's not. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I had too many that were like shocking that I had it higher.
1: Sure. Um, so, what, so that's let a terrible have, answer. I'm sorry. It is your your preparation is disgusting. Uh, you should know. You should literally have this list memorized. Um, question <laughs> for you: uh, I, Immediately when I went and looked at this list, I I went to see where the Beatles because I, I figured the Beatles have to be number one album or yeah. in, the, in the top ten. So
3: they have like and, two or three in the top five or something like um,
1: that. I I don't think so. Um, looking yeah. at looking at this list because I think you have the rest of them. No, he doesn't have the rest no. of them. The ones at the bottom are are his four stars. Yeah. Oh, I see. Gotcha. So
3: no, I got the be- the Beatles are like one, three, five, ten, fourteen, um,
1: deserved 39. deserved.
3: I I don't have a quintessential. Like I've been through the Beatles albums enough. I don't have a. I, I have one that I think is my favorite just off the top of my head, but I don't feel like I've ever had that one Beatles album is like start to finish. This is the greatest thing ever. And I, I'm a big time fan.
2: Right. Abbey road.
3: I, I, I was Beatles rock band in, in my <laughs> head. Jared in my head. Abbey road was like probably the first thing that came to my mind.
2: I know it's, it's the easy answer. It's the cop out answer, but it's like, it's the Beatles at their best doing their final swan song. Like, how can you beat that?
3: And do you want to know where that is on the list? Do you have any guesses? I do want to know. Fourteen. They have like f- uh-huh. four. Uh, Sergeant Pepper. hired, number one. Oh, Revolver three.
2: Over. Rubber Soul number five. Revolver's better than Pepper.
3: The Beatles' white album number ten.
2: So mm, it's a little long. Yeah, should have been a single disc.
3: I, I hate when I I hate I hate when I have to like downgrade a an album or in my head it's like. I hate when there's songs that ruin it for me more than other songs that lift it up for me. I feel like I, mm-hmm. that usually happens more than than the other way around.
2: So it's more often than not, that's it, they should be able to make that editorial choice. Like maybe this this doesn't make the cut. This is a B side later on, but this doesn't make the album. Like you want that you want them to be able to edit them down to just the mm, everything is great. But then One again, band. they
3: released two hundred and fifty songs in a right. decade, so.
2: Yeah, I suppose.
1: One band, Al, that uh, you don't have a ton of love for is an album. They just you just reviewed an album <laughs> today, of them yeah. today. The Doors. I don't what, get it. What, what is it about the Doors that uh, does not? I don't your get fancy? it. Adam shaking his head too. Do I, you feel I, the same way, Adam?
4: Yeah, they're it, they are a bad band. I feel like they're I mean, just
3: a lifestyle. Not, a, they were a, they were a lifestyle a band, a sex
1: symbol. You had a early death. Um, it was they struck. Fire, they gained a lot of heat at a very important time in musical history. But But then again,
3: all 30 other bands from that time are all littered in the top 100 of this list. Like it was the only time that mattered. Like I I really have a hard time with that. I think there's probably equally good music in every decade or pocket of every decade. And uh, again, it probably depends on who's voting on this and a lot of it, the agent people voting on this. We probably favor. I, I would probably notice if you watched me rank these. I favor so much from the either late seventies, mid eighties, early nineties. I mean, that's for sure. It's
2: my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, for, me, Wikipedia for me, the doors are, are very binary. It's like I think the yeah. hits are pretty good, and everything else is not great at all. It's terrible. The two, the so. two good
4: songs. Um, <laughs>
2: Wikipedia. Yeah, the Wikipedia so entry. So, two
1: good songs, Nick. <laughs> Yeah, the Wikipedia entry good songs at least. Um,
4: for the top for this for the only some top 500. It's interesting because they break it down by decade. Just counts by decade. Hey, give then, us some stats. Oh sure. Um, so uh, let's see. The 1970s is the decade with the most uh, albums uh, at 186. Um, and then you've got 84 in the 80s, 73 in the 90s, 40 in the 2000s, two in the 2010s. Um, so it's like, you know, that gradual, uh, slope away, um, like Al was mentioning, um, you know, the non recency bias. So
3: you, you'll appreciate this. Well, Shane will, because he knows he's a, he's a geek like me. Not that you guys aren't. Um, I, oh, they're geeks. No, I, I made a list. I took, I, I basically tried to do the best song from every decade and I went and I compiled this list and, I didn't let, like, I didn't have a second song from the 60s be on there before Every Decade was represented. I kind of, uh, I don't know how to I kind of, basically I tried to grade it on a curve and let everybody be represented. And then, so I literally remade their top 500 and I used old lists from Decade's lists if they ran out. So like every era basically has the same amount of um, albums represented on it. And it was actually a really good list. And it look, probably looked more like the list I probably should have done. If any of you have seen the uh, – I don't even know what the publication is exactly, but you always see, like, the 1001 albums you must hear before you die. That um, That's probably the list I should have done, not that I wanted to take twice as long to do this. But <laughs> that list was a lot more representative of all – I think even better with styles of music and time periods of music, so – how many people you guys have turned ever... off the podcast by now?
1: <laughs> all of them. That's kind of what I'm. I'm, a, I'm almost hitting the power button. Adam, what's the newest album on the list?
4: Eminem's uh, uh, one of Eminem albums, maybe. You, I don't know.
3: Are you on the 2004 list? Then I think uh, Kanye's. Uh, oh yeah. 2012. Uh,
4: 2012. My yeah. dark. Uh, right.
3: My twisted dark fan. My dark twisted fan. Uh,
4: yeah, it's, that's interesting. His first three albums are all on mm-hmm. on here.
1: So you think, you think Al, um, in the next list, we'll see five or six albums between 2012 and, uh, 2020,
3: Uh, I would say five to 15,
1: really that, that many, I I don't know. Could older albums get moved into this list that were not on the list before? Does that happen?
3: Um, I don't know. I kind of tried to do a cross-reference lots of albums that got booted off, um, But I didn't see that, but there was one album on here, and it was at four twenty seven. And I'm just curious, do you guys know Peter Wolf? Yeah. You know the name okay. Well his album was Sleepless. He's the singer for Peter Wolf.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The singer for Peter Wolf.
3: What what's his name to fame though?
1: Um Centerfold, right?
3: Yeah, I think he was he yeah. Jay Giles band
1: Jay Giles band yeah
3: okay yeah and he did so, a, he had a
1: couple solo hits in the in the 80s after he left so Giles he
3: had band. this album from like two thousand something
1: yeah it's 2002 sleepless it was called
0: never and heard of it
3: i no i'm not i mean someone there's i have a local local uh, local music dj who follows me and he was like I've never heard of he's he piped in, he's like i've never heard of this guy or I he's like I'm I'm totally unaware of this album I guess he didn't say I don't know who he is but I'm like like this was like the one album that totally like baffled me on this list I feel like everything else I've there's some name recognition or in 2012 isn't that long ago where I feel like I would have heard a little something about it to Hmm. uh yeah to make its way on
1: this list who did he pay off to get on this list
3: what makes me think how many of his buddies are you know voting on these lists they're a lot of these are music musicians, or record label people, and critics, and so
2: I don't know. So, one of my questions for you was going to be, what was one of your biggest surprises on the list? And I think we just got the answer. Well, Peter just Wolf's that, just that
3: being on it. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that was a surprise too. But, but anything that you went into, like, oh, I don't know, why this album is here? I, this, this doesn't belong oh. here and it turned you around All and of, uh, that I'm the, the doors note. had
3: two other albums on there no sure uh no I'll, I'll actually yesterday even um i was not i was not a pink floyd i didn't have a pink floyd phase and yeah i didn't either and i listened they, they were don't. on three other times before dark side before dark side of the moon yesterday and i really enjoyed dark side of the moon i didn't think i would cuz the first three were like okay to kind of good so um did yeah, you listen
1: in a planetarium
3: in a
4: planetarium. planet area <laughs> area have you guys yeah. ever looked at who who votes uh for these things no who does vote um, for this so there's peter wolf if you go to
1: the- peter wolf has <laughs> got, got a 45 percent <laughs> voting block
3: electoral votes
4: yep if you if you go to the end of the the actual listing on uh uh, Rollingstone.com. It, it gives the entire list. And I was just scanning through it and I found some surprising ones. Um, Nick Jonas. He's the only Jonas that uh, gets to vote. I don't know why he's the only one. Uh, Best, hair? one? Best hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, let's see. Chris Connolly. Sure. He used the to be News no, slash no, ESPN,
1: right? Now he's ESPN slash ABC right. News guy. Uh,
4: Jason Mraz. Hasn't gotten one of his own albums on the list, but he gets to vote. He tries every year. And I'll just mention this one because I recently learned about the uh, creepiness with which he uh, portrayed his relationship with Natalie Portman. Uh, Moby
1: gets to uh, gets to gets to vote. Also, is there any Moby albums on this list, Al?
3: I think Play was on it. Let's look. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't have all 500 memorized, but
4: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Play is 341, and you gave it three. Yeah, he's so got three and, and quarters, three and three quarters. 24? Right?
3: I loved. No, that was Moby Grape.
1: Grape. Yeah, he's got grape. Yeah, he joined. Uh,
3: actually, uh, an art or a band coming up uh, at number forty. Never heard of them. Who? You two? It, love. <laughs> I've never heard of the band Love until this.
1: Have you listened to that album already?
3: I, I did listen to it. It was really can you, good.
1: Can you give us a sneak preview of what the score is? The scope score is no. Um, uh,
3: I'm not. Done. I've listened to it twice. I was going to give it one more, but
1: over three stars. Yeah, but you heard not four. Newsflash! You heard it here first. No, but over I, three stars.
3: But again, guess what? It's a uh, 1967, so it's must be really important. They were probably, you know, forefathers of psychedelic bluegrass or psychedelic folk music so Adam do you notice on the list then is it basically just a bunch of white people though I mean oh yeah I mean it the voting I'll say block? that the, 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 well the albums are well it's it's just a very I mean if we just did uh or I just did public enemy was just on at 40 something if that's the greatest rap album of all time and they're relegated to 40 something and rap music is as popular as anything
2: nowadays and probably last yeah, 25 I've, years.
1: Maybe that'll be the big change in 2020.
2: <laughs> right. Hip hop's just starting to break through. So yeah. there'll probably be some changes. <laughs> I, I completely agree with your four stars on uh, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. That that yeah. m- album just completely blew my mind as a, as a teenager who was mm-hmm. uh, very much into hip hop at the time. Uh, I loved their first album, and then I heard this one, and I was just like, "What? This is what it can be? Holy mm. shit!" Well, and I, I think <laughs> yeah, that even, Bob Squad production is just insane.
3: Yeah, and i i I was kind of, I was kind of waiting for others and I, to give me kind of all. Well, of course, now uh, with everything happening, you that's influencing your decision. I was like, I review, yeah. I probably reviewed that three weeks ago. Um, again, I'm you, I'm sometimes. 10 to 15 albums ahead of where I'm actually, uh, posting or someone one time, I think I put out my first, so my first tweet of the day usually is just kind of setting it up and I talk about my familiarity and someone said, I'm really curious to hear this. And I said, I kind of tweeted back. I was like, well, what do you think of it? He said, Oh, I don't want to influence you. I was like, dude, this has been in my drafts for, uh,
1: for
2: like five days now. It's, uh, I'm sad. running an empire, a publishing empire. Yeah. <laughs> We've got deadlines. We're ahead of the game.
1: So, Which uh, which decade do you feel the least connected to?
3: Anything before 1960. I've, and actually, I'm really enjoying some of the Muddy Waters mm-hmm. songs I'm listening to. But um, I mean, I know coming up to a lot of the... I don't know, maybe, maybe the recordings just so inferior to anything after the the Beatles or Phil Spector did anything that I just, I just totally can't. I, again, they're important and I get they're important, but important. I, I don't feel obligated to give something a good rating because it's important to history. It's my ears either like it or it doesn't.
2: So I did a, a search on the Google Doc for Muddy Waters. I only put in the letters M-U-D-D, and I couldn't help but notice that Puddle of Mud was not included. No,
3: <laughs> no. Is that the I biggest they travesty? Fi- I think there were 503 if I saw the full list. So
2: I think yeah, just, 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 just barely out of it. Yeah. Sorry, you're in the relegation zone. You're down. Down, so, to, down to tier two. So
1: Al, in this week, the same week in 1984, the song uh, by Cindy Lauper, Time After Time, number one song in the country and i Sorry. noticed that her i noticed that her album she's so unusual from which that cut is taken is number 487 on on the list yeah deserving to even be on this no. list
3: no it's it's on because they wanted a, this there was a memorable album i don't think people thought that album was so good it is memorable she meant a lot to mtv was it a good album was it a great album not, not for me at least
2: i mean it's yeah, two and three quarters worth. That's not great. It's not yeah. bad.
1: He's he's even tougher on the Eurythmics. Their album "Touch," which has "Here Comes the Rain Again," two stars. That is not an album that should be on this list. Correct? Not to me. What's think? the
2: worst? Uh, the worst score you've given?
3: Ooh, that goes to.
1: I, I see a bad one right here at four eighty nine.
3: Yeah, uh, I had two of them. I think that were. That one's not my worst. If that's hysteria, no,
1: nope. kiss. Um, nope.
3: No, or kit. No, my my least. I have two least favorite albums so
2: far. I see a. I see a one and a half. That's as low as uh, I've two. got lower. Um, oh, you've got lower. It was. So, oh, here's a one. The beards. Um, yep, ZZ Top Eliminator. Z- one star.
1: That Eliminator, was so bad. Another, another album that you know contained a few singles that were extremely important to MTV. And uh, very very memorable, but in terms of overall quality, not where it needs to be to make the list of five hundred. Yeah.
3: And then my last one star album was at number sixty.
1: Really? Wow! Which That's is what
3: pretty high up. Uh, Captain Beefheart and his Magic Band, mm-hmm. Trout uh, Trout Mask Replica. Um, I probably needed more
2: drugs. Not, not for
3: you, I take. I it? needed. I don't. I don't know. I actually had. Not that I get a, I, I really don't get that many people who actually tweet back, but that that was actually the album when someone said, "I'm really looking forward to seeing what you put for that." Yeah. Didn't they agree I have with a strong you? opinion? They did. It's, it's so you've got noise art,
1: noise art. I've got two questions for you, Al, to to close out this segment. Yeah. First question is this: He's ready to go.
3: No, I just I.
1: You've got a number of perfect albums. I, I can't. Do. I can't even say 25, 30 Twenty five? some old thirties. Yeah. What, what's the best so far that you've heard?
3: My favorite album out of all. Yeah. Them. Your
1: favorite of of your four star right now. Um. And then justify it. Wow. Or you'll never on the show again.
3: Um. Well, I'm kind of wearing a t shirt right now. I've, uh, and uh, I really like Geeky Hotel Foxtrot. I think it's fantastic, and it's not even my i. It's not my favorite Wilco album. I actually like Summer Teeth, um, the album that came out before it. But, uh, yeah, I would I would say that's probably my favorite album. I've uh, – oh, I'll go, I'll go back. I was not – I didn't listen to Pavement a whole lot when I was younger, which made no sense. And I had two other albums. I gave four stars. So, Jared, that probably answers your question of what surprised me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, why was I not – I mean, I knew – some of the singles on the radio. I don't. I do not understand why I wasn't. I mean, that is the epitome of the style of music I I listen to now, and the artists that influence them. So yeah,
4: those, yeah uh, it's I'm I'm similar in that I started. I didn't like Pavement. I, I think maybe I'm a little younger than you, but I didn't like Pavement either. But I liked Steve Malkmus mm-hmm. uh, when he went the solo, and, and that yeah. got me to like uh, Pavement uh, after I got into Stephen Alquist. Yeah.
3: And I really like the modern lovers. So I found out that, that album and that was again, alternative radio wasn't going too far to the middle of the 70s. I mean, that was 76. Usually, usually alternative radio when I grew up was maybe some late seventies, like talking heads or Elvis Costello or Ramones, but in clash, but they weren't, they weren't getting too far deeper than that. So,
1: um yeah there's some great four-star albums and great four-star artists on this list so yeah how many
4: how many people do you think uh there's something about mary um tricked into (laughs) (laughs) finding a, a, a new favorite band
3: yeah that that's a good question i i honestly i i seeing that guy and actually even knowing that he was the lead singer for the modern lovers didn't didn't push me over the edge to at least give that a try because if anything, yep. the music on that isn't isn't what the modern, <laughs> modern lovers are doing.
4: Right. So, right. It's it's his his stuff sounds like that, but not uh, not the ba- not the not the band. Yeah. yeah.
3: And obviously, you know, Radiohead. That that's probably the biggest shame of the whole list is how Radiohead can be maybe the most important band of the last twenty five years, and they can't even crack the top fifty. That's I mean I just I kind of think that's I don't even know but outside of Nirvana and I hate to hate to go there, but if Kurt cobain doesn't commit suicide is is never mind as high as it is. I mean
2: It's a fair question. Yeah, I, I OK computer not being in the top fifty is a bit of a shock to me.
3: Yeah. Next one's the, the highest one even. I mean Both OK was,
1: computer and the Benz for me are two Fantastic albums, possibly two of my favorite albums of all time, and so different. That's the other thing about it. Yeah. It just goes to show you. You think so? Yeah, for me they are. I mean, Radiohead starts to get really weird as they as they go on after OK Computer. You can see you can see the genesis of the, the change. Trans-
3: yeah, you can see the transition. Yeah.
1: But I mean, the Benz to me is is listenable in a different way. I mean, they're still. There's still a little poppiness, a little more poppiness than that to me. Um, but nonetheless, still great albums. So last question, Al. Yeah. What What do you do after this? Do you find a list of 500 great tracks? Um, I mean, is there... How do, you, how do you continue your love of music and listing and organizing and...
2: What, um, I think he retires, plays put, baseball, and comes back for the second three-peat. Put things in boxes.
4: What do you do?
3: Yeah, I don't know what the last dance is yet. Um,
4: (laughs) you do this to the end oh you know that uh, enemy has uh, has a 500 also right so you could do theirs
3: well the nice thing is if I decided to do their list or again the 1001 whatever's I wouldn't re-listen to anything that I've listened to on here or if I did I'd scan through it very somewhat quickly
1: Um, what about your own list you make uh, your own list of 500
3: albums well I was the other idea was I was gonna, I was gonna do maybe like a three hundred sixty-five, my favorite, and just throw one out every day, and maybe one a day. few honorable mentions every day that didn't make it, or something topical. I don't think I can, I don't think I can do that next year. I'd like to start it on Jan one if I did it, and try to go every day. But I, I would need a little more legwork.
1: Um, the day the coronavirus vaccine comes out, then you start your list. <laughs>
4: Here's one thing I'll just mention: is the enemy list is way different
1: than the Rolling I, Stone I, list. I have it's seen got, list. It's actually got it. It has four Cindy Lauper albums on it. No, uh,
4: it has Neutral Neutral Milk Hotel yeah. is number
1: three, and Whoa, the Libertines are number two. That's that's bold.
4: That's a bold. Is that I fan thought. vote? Oh wait, am I reading these backwards? This, this is a very difficult to read. <laughs> it's, it's so it's, confusing. It's listed as number one. They drive on the other side of the
3: street one. there, so I. I yeah.
4: Get the, yeah. Those guys. Uh, okay. Those, well, what do that you, must what be... do you want
3: me to do? I mean, that's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, this is, this has been, again, I, I don't like to, I don't really do it. I I don't do this for other people. I really do this as just a way to log, log it for myself. And this has been very fulfilling. I was hoping, I, I would hope more people wanted to maybe join along and, and, and I didn't get that. And that, Again, I didn't do it for anyone else, but I was hoping to just get a little more interaction. or Maybe maybe this plays off better on Reddit, or maybe it plays off better on a forum where...
1: Uh, <laughs> Jared's I, got
3: don't the- know. I don't know. <laughs> that, I don't know. I've been waiting to catch the mic stand. <laughs> uh, but no, I feel I, like his,
1: his, his guy came in to help him catch it.
4: No. It, look, you, It's like the words are kind of covering it, but Stevie does it
1: first. It fell right into Stevie.
4: His arm reaches out. His left arm <laughs> back just, into the left. All of your other back senses the are, are enhanced.
1: Back into the left. Right.
4: He's like Daredevil. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we thanks for having me on, loop.
3: though, guys. I I I hope hope you guys enjoyed at least having something to look at every day or go back every few days.
4: Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Uh, so. Um, Al, I have to say, uh, it, I definitely like thought at some point. Oh no, nope, he's gone. What? gone. No, I'm there. <laughs> oh, Come back. back. Uh, <laughs> I'm promoting. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um,
2: there's your Twitter handle. Yeah. Uh,
4: I'll say uh, at some point in this, I was like, "Oh, I should, I should do this too." And I don't know which number you were on. It was before you took a really long break, mm-hmm. and I listened to a couple. And I can't stand music from the '60s. Just like it, like it just sounds awful to mm-hmm. me. And I went and I started looking through. Okay, how many '60s and '70s albums? And yeah, there's too mm-hmm. many. And so when you said that you listened to most of them like three times, that's just I. Uh, there's no way I could a listen and then be, uh, want to ever like write more than, you know, yeah. I guess, uh, one tweet is probably all you need.
3: Anyway, I but. I couldn't have done this when I was 30. I couldn't have done this when mm-hmm. I was 25. I know you guys made a funny joke about girlfriends on one of your previous episodes, how you gave it zero stars. This I one think of the, uh, one of the last episode 128. No, one of the, well, no, I'm saying I you, know you, you brought it up though. And, right. um, it's amazing how 20-year-old me or 16-year-old me, how my tastes have changed and how I would rate these things. Um, it's so different. Yeah. I think even just perspective or even just being a little more grown up about current events and understanding the world right now or even listening through, some, listening through ears of someone else a little bit. Just, I don't know. And it's think- taken
2: you so long that you just need to like get to the end and then go back to the
1: beginning yeah. and start over again.
3: And Some not look and not look at my, and not look at my previous ratings and see if I read anything Agreed.
1: the same. No. We've we've talked about this before, but back when Al and I were much younger, we put together a CD, a bunch of CDs called <sighs> The Ultimate. It's kind of cringy. And if you listen, if you go back and you look at the music that's on there, I mean it just shows just such a small world view that um it would be incredibly different now. We'd probably have a few, maybe a couple songs that would show up, but realistically large chunks of that would just be out the window.
3: You, you asked me when I was over celebrating uh, birthdays this weekend about being a radio DJ. And you asked me if I still have some of those tapes and
1: he'll be playing for those, our next show every yeah,
3: No, but the thing is I was not embarrassed by talking or how I sounded. I was more just embarrassed about some of the music that I thought people really needed to hear. And,
1: uh, time after time by Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. I'd play that.
4: Is, is I'd now play that when song. we can. Uh, is now when we can give our uh, biggest disagreements with. Uh, with yes, Al? I want to hear. him.
1: Do this, I, and then we, we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit two hours. We've on this
2: show. got to I'm wrap sorry. this I, up,
1: I, everyone. We've I tra- got to I wrap try this to
2: wrap
4: up.
2: All...
1: Yeah. Adam, um, Adam, is okay. we, this is patented Adam right here. <laughs>
4: Uh there's only one Joy Division album on this uh yeah. this list. And so you gave closer uh two and a quarter stars. Yeah. And that seems um wrong to me.
3: And it's funny because they you also in- gave they influence every artist that I really yeah. like a ton.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I'll I'll accept it. I'll allow yeah. it. Yeah. Well I just uh, also you gave the up, chronic bro. two and a half.
3: Yeah. Yeah didn't uh harsh didn't do it for me
4: you're saying it doesn't okay. hold up. um i'm gonna share something uh f- this is just for you guys i guess if no one's watching but uh oh shoot share share this is my uh rankings that i did once can you guys see that <laughs>
1: yeah, or, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> this is insane al how come uh, you and adam are not best friends <laughs>
4: <laughs> um i stopped doing the so i this was Joy i amazing. went and I went and did uh, just Weezer albums. This was a long time ago. You can see when I stopped. There's
2: been a few more since then.
4: Yes. (laughs) Uh, You see why I stopped. Um, I only gave songs one. No, no. There are three star uh, ones also. My my ranking is always one, three, and five. Um, But you can see what started happening to Weezer in my mind. And uh, honestly, if I was going to continue doing this, I think that it would get even worse with... uh, uh, the cover album.
1: I would love to see you f- play this out.
4: Could oh, you- with the new stuff.
1: Yeah, I like to. I'd like to see the full bar chart on this.
4: Sure. I, would, uh, I do. I listened to like you half to of the the new one. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, we solved uh, racism.
1: So what else? What else <laughs> is on the docket? Yeah.
3: Well, wow. Shane mentioned on the previous episode about our office bracket. I'm currently in a Beatles bracket with uh, some family friends. So we are. Oof. There's five of us. And we are voting the greatest Beatles songs of all time.
1: Interesting. Any any anything knocked out early, and then then we're definitely going to wrap it up. No, not really. No. Okay. So there we it's go. A little early. Well, I'm telling you something, Al. You are a sleepy musical master. There's no doubt about it. If I could come up with a Trump nickname for you, it'd probably be I- Awesome Al.
3: I'm glad you called me correspondent, though. I don't like when people say expert or critic or I'm, I like correspondent or just enthusiast because I, I don't, uh, I don't claim to know, I, I know information, but I don't claim to know music
1: itself. He's humble, guys. He's, he's humble. humble. Humble Al. I love it. Well, Al, uh you going to stick around for the rest of the show?
3: Yeah, I probably won't have much to say, though.
1: Yeah. Al, or nobody ever does. No, no, nobody. Really that is the truth. Adam, do you have any coming soon things there? Or are we gonna are we gonna go right to the end? This is a little programming. I have I have some coming soon. He does. Well fantastic. So uh let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with uh Adam coming soon and Al sticking around. So uh we'll be back in a sec.
0: Let's listen in as friends and family of the scope talk about how the creators of the show, each in their own special way, impacted and inspired their lives. Hello, Al Jabe
3: here. I'm a longtime friend and cousin of Shane, one of the hosts of this so-called podcast. The two of us have vacationed together, celebrated together at my bachelor party, and I'm even the guardian of his child. In fact, we're such good buddies that when Shane was putting this mess of a show together, he was smart enough to ask his friends for help. Except the one guy who's actually had real radio show experience. Me. I mean, come on. People actually listened to me on the airwaves. I had an audience, experience, and a clue. Unlike these morons. So good luck, nerds. Have a blast chatting about computerized games, slide rules, and not kissing girls. Oh, by the way, you're listening to The Scope. What a bunch.
0: Thanks for sharing. If you'd like to tell the world how The Scope has changed your life for the better, send your audio comments to comments at thescopeshow.com. Now, back to The Scope.
1: Under the scope. How slow did Tony read that? I mean, Jesus, we is just
2: taking his time. How slow, in in every... How slow did I
1: read that, Al? <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. I, I did.
2: Not. I wasn't even going to necessarily include that, but then just before the show, I was going through to like find a new bumper. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. There's one labeled Al. Yeah, that'll work.
1: <laughs> Good luck, nerds. Uh, hey, everybody, we're gonna have some luck with uh, coming soon. <laughs> That's me. (sighs) Okay.
4: Um, I've got movies, TV, and uh, music. What do you guys want first? Holy moly. There's also a lot of
2: stuff.
1: I was hoping. Music.
4: Yeah, I don't know.
1: We'll start with music.
4: music. Uh, All right. Our music correspondent left. So we're going to do another (laughs) show in two (laughs) weeks. Probably. Two, two weeks? Yeah, probably. Okay. So I'll leave one of these off. This. Okay. Yeah, uh, all right. So we've got new albums from Built to Spill, a covers album. Uh, Nora Jones, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Jason Mraz, the aforementioned, and Japan Droids, although they Ooh. broke up. So I'm very confused <laughs> about that. Well, do some research and then let us know. There you time. go. Um, I- no, I won't. Um, and uh, Haim has an We're album weekend. coming out the following We're week. But maybe Who we does? won't. Uh, Haim? 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 Haim. Those three girls? You should know that. It's Haim. Why should I know it? They're best friends with Amy Schumer, not me. Yeah. Chef. Yes, Chef. That's what And she Vampire says. Weekend. And T-Swift.
1: Have you watched uh, Amy Schumer's show? Adam?
4: Uh, oh, no. I have not. No. Jared? I hear it's pretty nope. good. Al?
1: The one about fennel?
4: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Al, for listening to me. Go ahead, Adam.
4: Um, Okay, so TV or movies? TV. All right, TV. We've got Don't, the Adam Scott-hosted game show uh, produced by Ryan Reynolds. This is on ABC. Star power. Um, I like Adam Scott. Yeah. Is Um, it sponsored by Aviator Gin? uh yeah um it the preview made it looks like double dare but it's for adults and no trivia okay um, i'm in
1: oh, all in 100 sunday um, is a sunday had, slide involved in it yes okay. and um uh ears that you have to go through and all that good yeah, you stuff pick the nose remember how you had to pick the nose <laughs> and get the flag past your partner you get this telescope <laughs> bushnell <laughs> Four times power. You can see to the moon and wow. back. Bush. I thought you could
4: only do Mark Summers on uh, what was the food show?
1: Oh, the, that wasn't Mark Summers. That was the other guy. But yes, unwrapped Mark Summers. Yeah, we'll take you to uh, a oh, Twinkies right, factory where guy. we'll show you how they get that <laughs> frosting and turn it into a tasty treat. Something like that. It's um, been a while.
4: All right, Hulu. Hulu has a uh, adult animated show called Crossing Swords. Mm. And since it's an adult animated show, uh, Seth Green's on it. Uh, Wait, is it for adults or animated by adults? I think both. My understanding is both. It's actually animated by
1: three-year-olds for adults. Hmm. Yeah.
4: Um, And then finally, uh, I forgot to look at what channel or thing this is on. Let's just assume Netflix. Uh, Love, Victor, which is a TV series um, set in the same world as the 2018 film Love,
1: Simon.
2: Shane, have you been watching uh, Titan Games? Did you get uh, on board on that game?
1: Uh, for a hot yeah. minute in the first season, and then I was out. Hmm. That's a bummer. Do you watch season it?
2: Season two has been on, and uh, they've sort of jiggered the format a little bit.
1: Yeah, they're, in, they're not outside anymore. They're like in an American Gladiators-type studio. Well,
2: they were always inside.
1: No, they didn't they have it where they were in an open, an open like, stadium? No, the guys they were, were always I... inside.
2: It's the same, it's, but they've, they've changed Did the it? format. Now they have, like, East, West, and Central Divisions, oh. and they've got, like, They've got like uh, titans that they like the competitors battle it out to see who will actually go to Mount uh, on Mount, Mount Olympus and battle the the reigning titan. Is Zap Do, there? There's no Zach. Do they
3: Turbo? shoot tennis balls?
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't. No, no, they don't. There's oh, none of that.
1: Okay. Lace lace I has to be there. The Titan Lace. <laughs>
3: laser, laser.
1: <laughs> what about? I think they've Malibu. Remember with his lovely golden locks. He has to be Wolf. there. Wolf.
2: <laughs> anyway, I Love Victor is on Hulu. That is Hulu, not Netflix. Hulu. Hulu, no. But I'm enjoying season two. I think they've they've uh, tweaked the format enough to make it a little more interesting. So
1: I hear that they have like different divisions now, like yeah, Northeast, West, east, West,
2: and Central. We do. We just wrapped up the <laughs> Central division. Yeah. The wild
4: card. So a tweaked format. <laughs> Adam. Hello? Oh, sorry. Back to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, finally, uh, we've got movies. Uh, I we've know got... about it's being pulled.
1: <laughs> we couldn't have done that uh... back when Tony was doing that read. It was, it was, we have we've gotten so sophisticated at this point.
4: All right, real quick. Uh, Spike Lee has a new movie coming out called *Defy Bloods*. Uh, it's about uh, four black Vietnam vets returning to Vietnam. I don't know. There you go. well, is that digital only? Uh, it is on Netflix, it is produced by Netflix, so it was always intended, I think, to be a thing cool. Uh, next up is Disney Plus's Artemis Fowl. Oh, yes, The science fantasy adventure film based on a 2001 novel by the same name. How convenient, directed by Kenneth Branagh. I'll carry okay, your suit and there. um. Finally, uh, video on demand. This was, this one was supposed to be a uh, wide release. Uh, this is The King of Staten Island, directed by Judd Apatow. Screenplay by uh, Apatow and Pete Davidson, starring Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson's dad died in 9 11. Did you guys know this? I did know that. New to me. Um, this is a <laughs> semi-firefighter. I believe. Yes, he's a firefighter. This, uh, this, uh, So this movie is semi-autobiographical. It's about uh, Pete, or Scott, um, who Wink. lives with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his mom starts to move on, uh, dates another fireman, and uh, Scott slash Pete Davidson is not
1: okay with it. Can I just say that I don't get Pete Davidson? I'm not a huge fan really? of him. I think that... That, that SNL would be just fine without him, but I feel like this could be the movie that changes my opinion on him.
4: John Mulaney loves him.
1: Okay, yeah, I know. That's the weird thing. Like, all these people love him, and I, I've always felt like his contributions to SNL have been minimal at best. They go to Steely Dan concerts together. But, um...
2: It, it, Pete Davidson's contributions to the show are weird, because they're, they're almost exclusively Pete Davidson. Yeah. Like, that's his character is himself.
3: So is Kyle <laughs> sort Mooney. of unique. Mooney yeah. Mooney's kind of that way,
4: though. Yeah, I guess. I still Except like Except he actually puts
3: thought and effort into his uh, videos. Right. <laughs> he just doesn't
1: do oh, a monologue. Wow.
4: Yeah. Right. And Kyle Mooney has uh, that weird movie uh, under his belt uh, with the,
1: the, the teddy bear? Yeah, stuffed yeah. bear or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Bixby Bear. Or something wow. like that. Bixby Bear. There you go. Yeah. Well, I was really is... hoping
3: the Artemis show was going to be a spin-off from Always Sunny in Philadelphia's character, <laughs> Artemis. <laughs>
1: the other but, Artemis, uh, yeah.
3: yeah. It's not. Bummer.
1: Did
4: you guys watch. The last episode of Mythic Quest, the special one they did? No. Are you guys watching Mythic Quest? No.
2: Okay. No. Is they, it, is it did, good? Because uh, I've been yeah. curious to check it out.
4: It's real good. I that's like that a lot. That's
2: Apple TV. That's right? where yeah. making, they make yeah. a video
4: yeah. game or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Good cast in that uh, one, it's too. Ba- yeah, it's basically, it's always sunny. Uh, but the early, it's always sunny. So it's like they weren't the worst human beings around yet. Semi. They'll horrible. get there.
1: They'll get there. Yeah. Anything else on your list, Adam? That's it. That is it. Well, fantastic. Uh, it's um, good to see that the world is picking up steam and new things are coming out. is it? Uh the one, is that good? the one thing I've read is that uh, if you like animated programs, none of them have been stopped. There's been no slowdown from animation. So uh, come the fall and, and whatever they have planned, that stuff will be out on time. So your list is going to be nothing but Family Guy and Bob's Burgers, Adam.
4: No, the only animation I watch now are um, the porn, you know, the Marge,
1: fucking Homer uh, things. <laughs> wow! Porn well, that's a, that's a regular. It. That's a regular Simpsons episode now. They've done everything else. Whoa! A, I should really start watching again. You absolutely should, Jared. That let's wrap like it up.
3: Season 16.
1: Damn it, wow. Al! You stuffed all over me. Come on, <laughs> under the scope. There we go, Jared. Read all the comments. Yeah.
2: I just want to thank our long-time listeners, all of you long-time listeners, and not I don't mean those who have been listening to the show for uh, years and years. I mean the people who have managed to stick it out until the end of this program, because it feels like this has been on for a number of years already. Uh, if you're a long-time listener, let us know not your you are. Out. If you're a long-time <laughs> listener, tweet at us with the code word, alfalfa, and uh, <laughs> we'll, know, we'll know that you stuck around until the bitter end. Folks... I don't even know who I'm talking to at this point, but if you've got comments on the show, if you've uh, taken umbrage with any of Al's uh, album ratings from the Rolling Stone 500, let your voice be heard or your your fingers be heard at the very least. Send us emails, comments at thescopeshow.com. If you want your voice to be heard, call us, the voicemail line, 612-21-SCOPE. That is 612-217-2673. Please, please, don't call us and tell us that our social security number is going to be uh, canceled or whatever. We're not old people. We won't fall for the scam. You can also reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter. Those links are on our website at thescopeshow.com. And if you want to see Adam in a circle, you want to see Al with his wall of uh, growlers. If you want to see me on a beautiful, pristine black background, if you want to see Shane with his brand new mic arm. You're going to have to do that over on YouTube, youtube.com slash thescopeshow. We're recording these episodes. We're putting them up. This one's going to be an hour and a half long. Just put it on in the background while you're doing housework or I don't know slicing a cabbage who knows
1: coming up with a therapeutic remedy to coronavirus i think everybody's working on one of those now
2: all hands on deck we need a Let's vaccine it.
1: dang it mine um, it, mine is made of powdered sugar and <laughs> um some ortho weed killer
2: as our president likes to say what have you got to lose you can also support the show as i said earlier patreon.com slash the scope show help creators out help us pay for this zoom stuff and this ZenCaster that we're using to record and Shane's uh, mic arm that he bought. Would we be considered Maybe.
1: creators, Jared? After after watching this show, I'm doubtful. It's fair point. That's a fair point. This mic arm, by the way, 38 <laughs> inches extension. Adam, 38. And Jared, help wow. me. Jared, help me I get it. I heard four
2: inches was fine, but
1: anyway, depends what who you is? ask.
2: You can also uh, contribute. uh, Maybe you can. I can. I'm not allowed legally to say so. But if you were shopping at Amazon, you can go to thescopeshow.com slash Amazon. Click a link. Something might happen. You're not going to get a discount. We are definitely not going to see a piece of that action. I'm legally obligated to not say that.
1: You are legally That's all I
2: got. Shane, back to you.
1: I'm just going to show you my birthday card for my daughter. It says, Happy Birthday, Dad. And Mm. inside it, she writes... That's from me. Thank you for always being a great and funny dad. Sometimes annoying. Just kidding. Maybe. Ha ha. <laughs> there we go.
0: There's
1: a level That's of subtlety a... there that I really She's appreciate. questioning me being a great and funny dad.
0: Sometimes. Both. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I may not even be great. I may not be funny. So there we yeah. go. Wow. And That's I'm, a lot to ponder. And I'm quarantined with this person. Disgusting. You, you're the one who made her. I did. Uh oh she's half Uh me frightening well al thank you for coming on the show it's always a pleasure to see you we've hung out numerous times but getting you right in the mix of things with adam and jared is extra special
3: yeah, I think the build-up's always better than the uh, end result. But thanks for having me, though.
1: I'm glad you said that's it because like, that's what I was thinking.
2: People invite us into their homes, and yeah, you know, I think they're just happy that we, we stay
1: a little while. Al, you can—I mean, or it too is, long. <laughs> it, it is either way. It is so. I'm just happy for the attention. It's yeah. so easy to do shows where we can have guests. Uh, you've got an open invite, except when we're, except when you're not invited.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
1: Very good, uh, Jared Adam. As always, it's a pleasure everyone else out there let's wrap this sucker up
2: make sure you ha- hit uh, al on his twitter right there on screen at is that two underscores double underscore al double underscore
1: very there clever you,
2: go. you heard the name
1: well there we go That uh, for jared adam and myself uh, thanks for listening and we'll be back with episode 300
0: bye for now ladies and gentlemen we find ourselves once again at the end i hope you've enjoyed our time together i know i have Fear not, Scope Faithful. Days shall pass as if they were but a moment. And Jared, Adam, and Shane will return with another thrilling episode. Until then, send your comments to comments at thescopeshow.com or leave a voicemail message by dialing 612-21Scope at 612-217-2673. Thanks for listening, faithful fans. This is Tony Partington saying, Hasta la vista. Tune in next time to another terrific edition of The Scope.